Section 39. Start me up. Congratulations.w95. Stylized like a Windows file name. Someone at Apple trying to be clever. By late July, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and the Office 95 suite, the version called Office Standard, and a number of other products from all over Microsoft were off to manufacturing. This left only four weeks for the manufacturing and airlifting of retail products all around the world. The baton had been passed to marketing and logistics. Just after sign-off, I got a call from my mother that my grandfather was ill. I flew back to Miami immediately. Pop was 90 years old and up until then had been perfectly fine, walking miles every day around his North Miami condo complex, Point East. Seinfeld fans picture Del Boca Vista. Sitting beside his hospital bed, we talked a lot about a lot of stuff. His biggest frustration was that Microsoft was not paying a dividend. He was a Depression-era person with little faith in the rise of equity. He would often send me newspaper clippings and earning press coverage via postal mail, something many of us experienced from our greatest generation relatives. That said, he would also place a bet on anything with a starting line or a clock, and we had spent most of my vacations at the Hollywood Racetrack betting his numbers, six and seven or four and eight, the birthday he shared with my grandma. His winnings paid for my nursery school and summer camps growing up. When it was time for me to leave, lying in his bed, he wished me a happy birthday, my 30th, and flicked his wrist at me and said, get out of here, don't worry about me. Two days after the Windows 95 launch, I flew back to his funeral. We celebrated the full life he lived. Planning the launch event was all-consuming for dad marketing. The development team was still mostly focused on Office 96. With product availability, newspaper and magazine ads, all the tools needed for retail point of sale, and especially public relations. By 1995, the tech press had become a mainstream phenomenon, and all major newspapers, magazines, and even television networks had dedicated reporters. I had no idea how much time I would end up spending supporting our marketing team as the product person in all sorts of interviews, demos, lunches, and more. This was the release in which I met most of the industry beat reporters and established relationships that still exist today. Everyone was writing stories and reviews of Windows 95 and Office 95. Everyone. The online version has a slide summarizing some of the early pre-launch press coverage of Office. There is also an example first look from PC Magazine. Shipping Office 95 as a single product was a huge accomplishment for the desktop applications division, and it was only fitting that it was in small part of the myriad of accomplishments under the leadership of Mike Maples. As the previews were going out, Mike announced that he was going to retire from Microsoft and live full-time in the hill country of Texas. While many of us stayed in touch with him for decades, in 2016, I had the privilege of co-teaching a class at Stanford with Mike. Teaching alongside my teacher was a great joy. Without Mike... Microsoft would have become a different place. Mike brought to Microsoft, especially to apps and office, a culture, attitude, and strategy that perhaps more than any other person were responsible for the success of office, a success still felt decades later in Office 365. The online version has a New York Times article on Mike's retirement. The Redmond Washington launch event was set to be the biggest and craziest event ever hosted at Microsoft. The entire sports and grass area, about two football fields, was tented in that third week of August. Most Microsoft people ended up watching in the conference rooms all around campus. The online version includes a slide from an office team meeting detailing the campus launch, including points like 2,500 seats, 600 press, and fences around the fields. For the tech press, the event was the culmination of months of writing about the ever-expanding impact of Windows 95 on computing. For most, however, 
the rise of the internet and Microsoft's new and more critical competitor, Netscape, fresh off its public offering a few weeks earlier and worth over $3 billion, was getting equal, if not more, attention. The online version includes the Wall Street Journal coverage of Netscape's IPO from August 10, 1995. Even the conversations we had with each other were internet-related. At one point on the field in a tent, I ended up in a conversation with Bill and his new technical assistant over internet search. Because of the work on the Office 95 personal Lycos feature, there had been a newfound interest in internet search. Google was still almost five years down the road, and many search engines, including Lycos, came and went. I was making a strident argument with Bill that the future of search would be full-text indexing and not the currently dominant index hierarchy of Yahoo, which was all the rage. Bill loved libraries and loved hierarchy, and he asserted there would be a hierarchy on the internet. We went back and forth on this for months, but there's some irony that we debated this at the launch of Windows 95. The online version has a photo of Bill G. from launch day in that green room tent that we debated. My official role at launch was tech support for the demonstration of Office 95. The demo fell to Office product manager Sarah Leary. Email Sarah L., Sarah joined Dad Marketing straight out of Harvard and was already a veteran of several major launches. Sarah was mostly focused on the business motions and strategy of the launch, and she happened to be the best demo show person, probably in the company. This was not just any demo. She was flanked on one side by Bill G., a frequent demo companion, but on her other side was Jay Leno, who was then the relatively new host of The Tonight Show and the clear leader of late-night TV. Sarah scripted the demo to show off the key integration between Windows and Office, There was a nail-biting moment when it was time to bring up a print dialogue. Normally, a demo would never include anything that could possibly hang, like printing, but she pulled it off and skillfully showed some of PowerPoint's new animations and used PowerPoint's new Top 10 animation to create a Jay Leno Top 10 list. We didn't hire professional writers like a giant company might. We wrote the jokes ourselves. My contribution to the Top 10 list, Windows 95 and Office 95, was, OJ says... Office 95 fits Windows 95 like a glove. So cringeworthy years later. But Leno loved it since OJ was a daily late night staple. The crowd laughed and that joke even made it into a box out on the front page of the USA Today newspaper. The online version includes that press clipping. There were countless parties all around campus as the launch event was, in fact, a ship party for all of Microsoft. The evening after the main launch event was filled with parties, dinners, and drinks all around Seattle. I had dinner twice with two different groups of reporters. Then at the old Capitol Hill home of BPOE, the coolest after party was hosted by the marketing and dev evangelist team, many of whom were the first people I demonstrated the internet to just 18 months earlier. In the most hyper self-aware fashion, the party was a sea of blue and white cloud-covered cups, plates, napkins, koozies, frisbees, and more each labeled appropriately in Franklin Gothic, the official font of Windows 95. There was Plate 95, Cup 95, Napkin 95, all while hip Seattle grunge music, mixed with a little 80s cover band fun, played late into the night. Ultimately, as the reviews revealed, Office 95 represented the last release where individual apps would be evaluated versus suites. Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Access more than held their own in category reviews, and by and large, handily winning the roundups. When it came to suites, the combination proved even more formidable. We achieved this using only 15% of our development resources, something that was not lost on me. The reviews mostly treated the release like a big deal, even though it was almost a side project to our team. As we were finishing, Hank V. Hill, email Hank V., the leader of Dad Marketing, told John Devon and I, 
he was so excited that his biggest worry was that Office 96 would finish too soon. Frustrating customers who would be asked to buy another release. Because Office 95 was delayed by the Windows 95 schedule, he was worried that 1224 would end up being 1824. John and I shrugged, knowing the realities of our schedule at the time. But to think there were business worries we could release too much new code too soon was interesting. It is difficult to imagine today, but the idea of an excess of software was top of mind of most corporations. Customers were overwhelmed by the quantity of software being produced by vendors. And to be honest, customers were underwhelmed by the quality. The burden was not so much new features and fixing problems, but the dreaded total cost of ownership and the ability for customers to deploy and manage PCs and train end users who were still not always computer capable. While it is difficult to imagine this predicament, it would also profoundly influence the next 10 years of how we built and released products and how Microsoft established relations with customers that would supplant those built by IBM over the past 25 years. Despite some low-level rumblings of best-of-breed versus suites, customers moved on, preferring an integrated set of applications. The suite competition wasn't there. Lotus delayed building apps for Windows 95, and it was the only vendor with a full suite. Borland and WordPerfect teamed up, but two companies building an integrated suite proved to be challenging. Corel would soon be the owner of those assets, choosing instead to focus on the low price and individual market. The online version includes an internal slide showing the Office and Windows pre-orders prior to the launch event. In competition, it is said that it is not enough for the competitor to drop the ball, but someone had to be there to pick it up. The strategic bet on Windows 95 and the strong execution of Office 95 were a great combination at the right time when competitors were focused elsewhere. Windows 95 and Office 95 provided further evidence of the virtuous platform apps cycle that was such a cornerstone of Microsoft's history. The internet and shift from document creation to communication and collaboration was next for Office and proved challenging for Office 96. Windows 95, even with the unpredictability of the development cycle, proved to be arguably the defining product for Microsoft and the PC industry for at least the next decade. Reviews around the world were fantastic. The only people who didn't like it were in Cupertino and a few in Armagh. The explosion of computing at home and work could be directly attributable to the ease of use of the product, ecosystem of partners, and availability of multiple varieties and price points of PCs. Just as Bill G had strategized, adding Office 95 to launch, despite the reservations of our team and me, further validated not only the capabilities of Windows, but Microsoft's commitment to GUI, Win32, and the developer platform overall. With Windows 95, the PC ecosystem, or flywheel as it was frequently called, was in full effect. The economics of hardware, peripherals, software training and consulting, custom business software, and support for all of those were present and growing at a scale that was unprecedented in business. With Windows 95 and Office 95 shipping that day, along with probably a dozen other new products, the event really was the launch of Microsoft 95. The online version includes a photo of the special edition Windows 95 box that all the product team members received. On that day, August 24th, 1995, the PC left the adolescent era of computing and entered adulthood. Steve Jobs was still a couple of years away from returning to Apple and what was once Microsoft's most intense competitor. The fact that Apple chose to make a brief appearance with a full-page ad in the Wall Street Journal and Financial Times and their hometown San Jose Mercury News mocking the old 8.3 file names of MS-DOS, saying congratulations.w95, stylized like a file name, I still have my copy frame, 
was looking like a route. Oh, and a giant sign in tow behind a truck also made its way past the soccer fields. And to be safe, SeaTac Airport also had a few billboards. The online version includes that Apple advertisement, as well as one of the multi-page ads that Apple ran in the trade press, um, snarkily mentioning some of the features of Windows 95. I walked or stumbled a few blocks from home from Party 95, feeling a strange sense of completion, but realizing that Office 96 awaited me as my year of multitasking would give way to a chance to focus completely on what was ahead. Windows 95 was a new start for PCs. The PC emerged from a hobbyist tool or tech novelty to truly something for every desk and every home, just as Bill G. and Paul A. envisioned. We were so focused on making everything work and getting our products to RTM that for many of us, our accomplishments would not sink in until we went back to visit our family for holidays. Those are the holidays nearly every one of us would forever remember as the start of family tech support. The PC had indeed matured. 